0: Okay, I think we can get started. Um, I was not expecting this many people. Uh, this, is, this is the Practicing the Presence of God workshop, by the way. If you're looking for one of the other ones, they could be. All
1: right.
0: Why am I? I had an umbrella. Uh, I know a lot of you, but a lot of you I, I don't know. Um, My name is Stephen, and this is my fifth year on staff with Challenge at USC. I'm married. My lovely wife, Carlene, has been letting our baby nap uh, most of today because he refused to nap last night. And his name is Stephen James. He's eight months old. Um, You may have seen Gaon carrying him around. She loves babies. Um, Why don't I just open with a quick prayer? Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you... um, Thank you that you are here and that you want us to know you better, know you more fully, and just know you more um, more often. Be more aware of your presence. Father, I pray that you would make that so and that this workshop would be helpful um, to that end. God, I pray that you'd give me the words to, to communicate well and um, help us to just listen well, too, and put it into practice. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. So, um, I'm going to define very briefly what I'm talking about and then ask you guys to share with your neighbor why you're here. But um, when I think of practicing the presence of God, I think of really being aware that God is here with us. Like the theological term is omnipresent, and it just means that he is with us. But um, practicing his presence has more than just like, that head knowledge sense of knowing that truth but is moment by moment, experientially, continuously being aware of that reality. Um, it's it's knowing, knowing that he's here, knowing that he has the answer to every problem that you could possibly face, and that if you'll ask him, he is excited to answer. With that, why don't you turn to your neighbor and take one minute to briefly share why you want to grow in that, why you want to grow in practicing God's presence. I'm going to ask you, Matthew.
1: Hello.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, part of the reason why I came to this works out just because of you, um, not your Oh. Like I feel like you always do have outside of the box things.
1: Um so I well. uh, I think um, I think maybe I've gotten very
2: casual and relaxed with how I talk to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's like good they thought it was to, like, I think um, a lot of
0: times I, lack, uh, um, I don't know if this will help you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah
2: I just, I, that's why I was like, oh, well, I don't know. But, like, maybe I'm getting
0: two capsules in my time. time again. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I
2: think it's
0: usually. good. Like, There's some good stuff together. Okay. That's a good reason. Why is you? Can you guess on this or did you choose it? I got given two options and I chose this one because... Uh, the basics of walking with God. Um, I was like, "Oh, I want to work on growing myself in this more." And
2: it's like, oh, if I if I have to prepare a workshop, that'll be helpful. Of the applications, what's like the the one that stood out to you? I'm up
0: I've been working on meditating more and on just like praying more and trying to see double. I was really working on that earlier this week on campus. Okay, uh, we're gonna gather back. I know that was quick. Um, this this workshop has a lot of like quick turnarounds, but the hope is that it keeps you engaged. Um, with I'm gonna talk for like five or ten minutes, and then the rest is little activities and discussions. Um, so I know, like, we would probably all say we believe that God is always present. Um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6.19 that our bodies are actually temples of the Holy Spirit. So our our bodies are, are his temple, his dwelling place. But I think that a lot of us, um, we, we forget that, we're not aware of it. And, or at least we're just not aware of it most of the time. And when we when we forget it or when we, we fail to, to hone the habit of practicing God's presence, we miss out. We miss out on two big things, two big kind of dimensions. One is the spiritual dimension and one is the practical dimension dimension. Um, spiritually, when we fail uh, to hone the practice, practicing the presence of God, um, I think we're just missing out on a ton of joy with God. It's like, God, um, we, we are able to be his friends. Uh, David, he says in one of his Psalms, you will fill me with joy in your presence. Like He just looks at God and says, you will fill me with joy in your presence. And I think that's something that he, he lived out and was excited about Um, one time I was, I was living at the same apartment complex as Jeremy in the back and he was playing hide and go seek with his son, William. And I was just, I was in my room, uh, trying to do quiet time, trying to practice God's presence. And all I hear is Jeremy out there yelling, William bear, William bear, where are you? And he's, he's like looking for William, William's hiding. And like hearing that through the wall, something that just clicked for me as I, was, as I was picturing God. And, like, all of a sudden, I just pictured God saying that to me. I pictured God saying, Stephen Bear! <laughs> Stephen Bear! <laughs> like, that kind, of, that kind of, like, fun, loving father. And, like, that's the kind of joy, that's the kind of uh, relationship with God that I think we miss out on, on a lot when we're missing out on practicing God's presence. Um. Everything is better with God, whether it's deciding what to wear in the morning or what to eat for breakfast or walking to campus or listening to boring lectures in class. I think all of it can be better and more fun and joy-filled when we're aware that God is with us. That's, that's kind of the, the spiritual component. Apart from that spiritual experience, there's a super practical component. This is, I was like asking Neil's advice. He's the, he started Challenge at USC. Um, and this was what he really emphasized, was um, like Jesus in John thirteen thirteen says, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Like Jesus is teacher. He is the teacher in every area of life and also sovereign Lord. Um, and I think what we don't realize is that we have, we have access to him. He is, among other things, brilliantly smart. Like Jesus is brilliantly smart. We don't, I don't think we think about that a lot. He has the best advice for every decision, every situation. As teacher and Lord and as somebody that loves you, he should be who we're going to for that advice. Google doesn't love you. ChatGPT doesn't love you. Um, God should be who you're asking kind of on the front lines for practical things like help with homework and relational things, like if you have a needy girlfriend or an inattentive boyfriend or roommates that just aren't doing their dishes, it's like, Anything that you could possibly ask advice for, you should include God in those asks. Um, Neil told me the story of how he needed to change an electrical outlet. And he prayed something like, uh, God, um, you created electricity. Would you please show me how to change this outlet? And God didn't give him like a vision of which wires to connect, and he didn't guide him through where to put the screwdriver. But what he did do was give Neil kind of like a, a divine nudge or reminder about a book on electrical work that was sitting on his bookshelf. And so he took that advice. He went over to a shelf, found the book, read the first 10 pages, and it had everything that he needed in those first 10 pages. So God answered with a book. Um, because Neil was practicing the presence of God, he was able to change that outlet. Um, and there's another story where Harold Bullock, who started our church network, he, uh, when he was in seminary, had this moment where he felt very called by God to go home and listen, and so he he says to his wife Deborah, and he has he has this really deep voice. It's it's hard to imitate, but I'll try. Um, he says, "Deborah, God is speaking to me. Maybe it's China, maybe Africa. I'm gonna go home and listen." And so he drives home. Deborah says, "Okay." He goes home. He's excited. Um, Lord, is it China? Is it Africa? And God says, sweep the floor. Lord, this is Harold. And again, he gets sweep the floor. And in that moment, what God really wanted him to hear or realize was that it had been a really busy season for him and his wife. Their house was a mess. As the husband, it's his, lo- it's his job to, to really love his wife well and lead her well. And part of loving is serving. And the most godly, spiritual thing for him to do in that moment was to sweep the floor and help clean the house. Because he was practicing the presence of God, he was able to be a better husband. Because Neil had been practicing, better, uh, practicing the presence of God, he was able to approximate being an electrician, I suppose. Um, those are some of like the practical pieces. Um, I have one more story. I think I was able to be a better friend because I was practicing the presence of God. Uh, I was praying one night. It was pretty late. It was like 11 p.m., and I don't, I don't get feelings like this very often, but there was just this kind of feeling from God that I needed to pray for a friend's protection. And I started praying, and, and it wasn't enough to just pray for him. He lived upstairs. Um, it felt like he was in danger for some reason. Weird God feeling. And so I go upstairs, and I'm knocking on his door at 11 p.m., and he doesn't answer. And I tried calling him, doesn't answer. I tried calling him again, doesn't answer. Um, I text him, and he doesn't respond And I just decided, okay, I'll pray one more time, and then I I head to bed. And like a month later, a month later, he finally comes clean and says, why were you trying so hard to get a hold of me on that night at that time? And it turns out that God was using those those text notifications and those missed calls to try and jolt him into reassessing a decision he was about to make, a decision of whether or not to take several shots at a party. Um, And I think because I had been willing to listen to God and aware that there was something he wanted me to do and was saying to me, I was able to be a better friend in that moment. Everything is better with God, whether it's the spiritual stuff or the practical stuff. And if you will work to practice the presence of God, not only will you have like, more of a relationship like David had with God where sitting in God's presence is just this joy-filled thing, but you'll also be a better student, a better boyfriend, a better friend, a better girlfriend, um, a better mentor. I think it just makes for an all-around better life. Um, There's this verse in 1 Corinthians where Paul says, we are called into fellowship with God. Are you guys answering that call? Kind of a follow-up question is, how often are you answering it? Because if you're only answering that call to fellowship with God for 30 minutes during your morning quiet time, you're you're missing out on a lot of the life that God wants you to share with him. There's another famous verse, it's Mark 3.14. Uh, Jesus appointed 12, designating them apostles that they might be with him. This is the with him verse. He appointed 12, designating them apostles that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach. Part of Jesus choosing the 12 was just having them spend time with him 24-7, seven days a week for like three years. And through the Holy Spirit, God is with us too. He chose us to be with him, but are we with him? In order to become more like him, in order to experience that that joy, in order to reveal and glorify God better, we need to know him better and be with him. He's with us. Are we with him? Are you consciously, continually with him? And that's what this workshop is about. Uh, It's not something that comes easy. It's not something that comes naturally, at least not for me by any means. Uh, It takes effort. Seth Gatchell at USC's challenge talked talked about how prayer takes a ton of effort um, this is the same way, but it's, it's something that gets easier with time and is worth the effort. And so um, the rest of this workshop is just some small activities to hopefully jumpstart you into practicing God's presence and hopefully get you motivated to try to really consciously practice the presence of God during your normal days, during your normal routines, so that it becomes more and more of a habit. Uh, the first activity is that we're going to look at some verses. Um, we're going to take three or four minutes, and um, there's 12 verses on your handout. Um, I would just choose one to meditate on, um, and then we're going to get in groups and share what stuck out. So take a few minutes. You can read them all, or you can just choose a couple to focus on, but at the very least, choose one to meditate on. Ready, set, go. Okay. I know you could meditate on those verses a lot longer, but why don't you get in groups of two or three, and we're just going to take a few minutes to share a little bit about what stuck out as you're meditating on one of them. I was meditating on the First 1 Corinthians 10.31, um, and I think just the action, like, Whatever you do, it's like any action we can include God on. God um, and like the eat or drink, just the mundane nature of it. It's like we can, we can include God in literally anything, anything that's mindless or very complicated. Which one did you choose?
2: For me, I was kind of like focusing on maybe the first board, uh, mm-hmm. just like a theme that it's like like He's the ultimate prize. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when I think about practicing God's presence, it's like, oh, like, when I can fit it in, and when I walk in the like, man, like, eternal pleasure's at your right hand. Like, this is what I seek to dwell in your house all the days of my life. Like, I, like, I treat it as, like, oh, like, it's cool if I, like, supplement my, like, life with it. But, like, no, like, this is what, um, like, this should be my one desire. And, like, a lot of times, like, it's not there. And, um, mm. But I think, like, reframing, I'm like, man, like, God really is that good. And, and, um, like he is better than like, you
1: know, my hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. You got a good, good Because you know. I think Psalm seven
2: four is particularly like
1: it's hard for me to like be like oh yeah that's what
2: I see I just want to you know be with you you know like, there's like a lot of like other things
1: trapped in that
0: yeah, it's easy. It's easy for me to think like, oh, I need to, I need to wrap up this quiet time, so that I can. Because so there's stuff that I need to get done. A lot of times, that stuff is time sensitive, but not always. would be it's like it would be nice just to have an unhurried, extended quiet time. That was easier to do before we had Steven.
2: Oh, I bet. Yeah.
1: How's your silence and solitude
0: been since then? Uh, It's been more likely to be interrupted. Um, It's like I still shoot for 45 minutes a week, and it's usually 45 minutes in a day, but it might be cut in three parts. Or two parts.
2: How do you not fall asleep
0: when you do? I have a hard time falling back asleep once I'm up. Uh, That I'm like... Probably helps that I get enough sleep. Usually, I get seven, seven and a half hours, and I drink coffee first thing in the morning. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, I know. I know you could probably talk about that a lot longer. I'm going to ask a couple of you to share with the larger group. Anybody have like something super good they want to share? Grant, how about you? Sure,
2: I'll go. Uh, so what I chose was the verse, but I feel like it's impactful. Uh first Thessalonians 517. Uh which pray without ceasing. I feel like it's a, it's such a simple verse, right? It's pray without ceasing. Regardless of what you're doing or your circumstances, you should be praying with God. But I feel like it's such a difficult thing to apply. Typically in your life, if something bad happens, you first thing you just go your friends, your family, talk to someone you like you care about, or the relationship That's not how it should I mean of course, relationships are important, but it's you should go to God with all of your I, mean, I feel like it's something that oftentimes we don't think about God at first.
1: And I feel like that's important. Yeah.
0: Maybe one more person.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> I saw or I kinda went over and meditated on Mark three, fourteen. Hmm. He appointed twelve, designating them apostles that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. And I think, you know, be with them should be the first priority I think with school and all these other things and even doing like EV, it's like if we're not prioritizing that time, how are we supposed to know how to love, how are we supposed to know how to be led by a spirit, just like the apostles were taught through Jesus of how he prayed and how he loved and how he did all these things and then through that knowledge they were sent out and I think if we're not careful we get so busy doing all these other things that we're actually not in the presence of them, which is the first priority from that relationship into our lives
1: and into the ministry
0: that we
3: are in. Hmm.
0: I have a question. Yeah,
3: question. You um, we were talking back a little bit on what you mentioned uh, for the story of how you were being a better friend. How do you know uh, specifically that that was something from God? Because it seems like it was not necessarily directly God glorifying for it to be, you know, going upstairs and trying to get a hold of him. So how do you differentiate between like the presence of God or the presence of other spirits and I just want to get you to do something
0: that, you know, God uh, If you look at 1 John 4, 2 and those surrounding verses, that has some good advice. Um, I think being willing to test the Spirit. and I think the more you get in the practice of um, I guess listening to those more subjective things from God, I think it, it gets easier to recognize. Um, but it's worth, worth testing. Um, let's see, for the next activity, we're going to take a couple minutes, and on the back of your sheet, there's a bunch of quotes from two really famous um, books on practicing the presence of God, and the, the books are actually available for free online, um, so there's QR codes for that, and I have the Brother Lawrence one for sale up here for $3 if you want to grab one. Um, the other one's available in the Challenge Bookstore. I think it's 5 or $8 or something like that. But um, what I want you to do is just read over maybe one column or even just a half column. Um, but as you're reading, don't just read as you normally would, but really read as if you're reading to God or reading with God. Like try and practice the presence of God specifically as you're reading. And the hope is that maybe next time you're reading a textbook for class that you'd be able to do something similar. But we're just going to take a couple minutes and do that. Okay, I know that's not enough time for you to finish the quotes or the page. Um, Maybe you can do that later. The the idea is like get you guys trying a bunch of different things and hopefully it translates into a bunch of different parts of your regular routines. Um, It did stop raining. The next activity did involve going outside. It's still super wet. Instead of going outside, we're going to just get up and look out the window. Um, (laughs) uh, If you want to go outside, you can. Um, What it it was going to be was just walking a little ways, and as you walk, try and practice the presence of God, kind of as you would walk if you weren't on your phone as you walk to class. So I don't know. Maybe this is more like if you were staring out the window in class. Practicing the presence of God, but we're going to do that for a couple of minutes and then we'll do uh, something else, but just try and try and get your mind to go there. We're going to add another component to this. Um, you don't have to be as quiet now. I'm going to give some of you guys pine cones. And instead of focusing as much on God's creation or whatever you see out the window, I want you to focus more on the people in this room um, and practicing the presence of God as you see them. Let me hand a few of those out. Um, and you may, you may be asking, like, what are these pine cones? And I'm going to give a couple of you headlamps maybe asking, like, what are these things for? Um, the idea is that as you're looking at people in this room, kind of like as you would going to class, that you'd be able to practice double vision. Double vision is this idea of seeing them like, as they are, um, but also as God yearns to make them. Um, with the pine cone, pine cones are supposed to symbolize, like, God sees a seed in every person of his image and of their potential to really change the world for him of like how this little pine cone could turn into a giant tree. And I think he also sees how every person could really shine his light um, and glorify him really well. Feel free to talk during this part. Um, but like as you're looking around at people in the room, as you're talking to them for a couple minutes, try and really see them as God yearns to make them, or as God sees them. Go ahead. What are do you doing so far? <laughs>
3: Right. This yeah. It's, it's an interesting concept. I like do looking out the the window when I was seeing the, the raindrops I was just like uh, uh, I had a thought of like God literally knows every single drop that's falling down. and I'm
0: like, that's crazy. And then now I'm looking in, it's like just as he you knows every single raindrop that is continuously falling,
3: he also knows every single one of us, just like as he you knows that Hair on each part of bodies, but, like, it's like he orchestrates every raindrop. Mm-hmm. And we all have like the, just the rain has purpose. We all have it's so easy to like, just see, they're like, at distraction. I'm running through the rain, but like,
1: it's purposeful.
3: It's just like, nice, easy to like, walk on campus. I'm running late to my class, like, last, like, last thing I need is like, to talk to somebody, like, like there's seed to be planted in, like, a way I can uh, share the light of God in their lives by just practicing the presence of being here. I think it's easier
0: to love people when you start seeing them more like that. It's like you become, I don't know, more willing to take a flyer from somebody you would otherwise ignore. Or, I don't know, it's like you start thinking, like, oh, what does God think of this person and this person this person. I have a friend that uh, he said that he tried to do that, especially with the girls on his campus, because if he was praying for them, he couldn't
2: lust after them at the same
3: yeah. time.
2: It's weird, it's because it's like at that point, she and you're
3: praying it and like, how God views them, rather than how he as our human body views you know? them, and mm-hmm. just not, even like when you're doing that, you're. Wanting the best, like as you're praying for, like, or or whatever, yeah, you're praying, it's like that's uplifting rather than RL views of where it's not uplifting, that's actually the opposite. Yeah, "Yeah." and I think uh, I learned about a mission service last summer, and it's so easy to forget, like, the 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 two. It's so easy to go from point A to point B as okay. you drive and subconsciously support it.
1: Yeah.
3: And like you're there and you're able to get there, but because it's just subconsciously drained, like the activity all the oh, yeah. time. But being outside of the comfort zone and forcing yourself out of the comfort zone, even when you're at home or when you're normally walking, you're allowed to see like how much dependence you normally want and how much like it changes when you start bringing God into it. It's like you know, yeah, the like I couldn't even get through the morning without the Lord. Yeah, you become so much
0: more aware of your need for Him.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like oh man, so it's just to be able to even see like. It's possible to bring that back by presence, by yeah. like, being in God's presence. You're going
0: to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to gather back. We're going to move on to the next activity. Um, for this next one, you can sit back down, or if you want, you can stay standing. It's probably easier to sit down. Um, if you have a pine cone or a headlamp, you can stick them up here. Um, so (laughs) this, thank you. Um, yeah. With this, with this next, uh, with this next activity, it's going to be utilizing the discussion questions that are right below the verses on your handout. Um, and you're going to get in groups of two or three to discuss them. Um, but don't get too focused on The questions themselves and the discussion itself, which is probably counterintuitive. Um, As you are discussing the questions, uh, what I want you to do is uh, do something called the game with minutes. The game with minutes is something that um, Frank Lobach talks about in his book. And what he says to do is have like a scorecard. You could just treat your handout as a scorecard. And he says to do tally marks for each minute, sorry, each, um, for each minute that you are able to spend at least one second aware of God's presence. And so like in a 60-minute in a 60, 60 sermon, maybe you would count like how many times throughout the sermon you're able to remind yourself that God is there and God is present. Um, we're just going to do it for maybe like eight minutes. Um, so max, you would have eight tallies, but kind of give yourself a tally mark each minute if you're able stay aware of God's presence. And if you're not, that's okay. If you fail the game, you just do better next time. Um, But yeah, you can get in small uh, groups of two or three, discuss those questions, and as you're discussing, play the game with minutes. Which questions? The ones right under the verses.
2: All All so how do you (laughs) noise?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to... I don't know. I don't. I don't look at him as a distraction. Um, I think. Um, I think for me, I try to el- eliminate my phone as a distraction. Um, try, I've been trying to keep it more in the other room. I've had a rule the last few weeks where I'm not allowed to be on my phone before I do my quiet time, and a lot of times after my quiet time, I'll just like if my my phone is on my bedstand and I do my quiet time in the living room, then it's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm eating breakfast and my phone's still out there. And then I'm talking with Carlene and my phone's still in there.
1: A um, the big one is, like, Spotify
2: and AirPods. Uh, mm-hmm. It's because I recently got, like, Spotify so it's just like
0: <laughs> No ads. No
2: ads. And um, it's just so easy to have something built that's branded here. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like that happens a lot. Just like talking voices, and, uh, yeah, like doing whatever, brushing teeth, Brush brushing teeth, stuff like
0: that.
2: Uh, like sometimes I'm like, oh, like I'm listening really to worship music, so I'm being filled or
0: like Like no, I'm like, yeah, it's funny how uh, even listening to a sermon or worship music, you can be totally thinking about something else. It's just background noise. Yeah.
2: Also, I've been, I've, just, I've been trying to listen to less. Hmm. So, blaring music while well,
0: walking uh, not the best
2: food. Um, what does your mind usually drift to? A lot sort of times of of it drifts priorities?
0: to food or to my to-do list. Like, um, uh, after like I left Kajabe earlier, to, I had to go use the restroom. And on the walk to the restroom, I was thinking about, oh, I like, wonder what kind of fall recipes would be good to meal prep this week. It's so, like even surrounded by all the, these beautiful trees and nature, God's glory. That was still where my mind kind of went. That in like, I guess, yeah, the to-do list or thing, things that are due this week. I think it's. I feel pressured to like get the seminary work done earlier in the week, so I don't have to
2: worry about it later. Yeah, definitely like in this. Um with uh, somebody I was like, okay. Um, dinner at five thirty, you have to like eat and get to like the sanctuary by six or whatever. So I gotta to worship to work <laughs> like, out like, uh, oh like to so even go to dinner on the to like, oh, no. it's like, uh, it's like
1: yeah, I I feel like I think I also like just like
2: future conversations I'm gonna have. Like, oh like how's this gonna go? I like, they're probably gonna bring this up or like, oh I wanna talk to this person about this
1: like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think before I got married,
0: it was like my mind was definitely pulled in the direction of lust a lot more. It's like that was a constant battle of trying to shut down
2: thoughts. A lot of the conversations are like, oh, yeah. conversations are too good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been easier since I got married,
2: I'd say. So we should just get married. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> no. What keeps you from seeking God with all your heart? Kind of a heavy question. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, okay. Um,
1: actually it's just, like hard. Like you said, like it requires a lot of effort, and like it is. I
2: think a lot of times, like when you're exerting effort, early stages, like it's hard to see the vision of like the worthiness. Mm-hmm. Um, Something like the hardness of like, that barrier. I think it's
1: it's good.
0: I think one of the quotes on the back. Uh, What was it? Um, It's like realizing that the love of God is the end goal of everything. Yeah. Um, I know there was another one. Just the sentiment that in order to, to really glorify him well, we have to just love him well. I think some of that is just time with him
1: yeah.
0: making making the effort to change my thoughts to to be aware that he is with us. What about you? Oh that's what I was saying for me.
2: Oh oh I thought you were like I was like not fully sure how this
1: could be. What are you doing about it?
0: I've been trying to do a better job at meditating on scripture and like shifting my thoughts away from the to-do list and away from meal prep, and towards, towards God, towards scripture. Then I, I realized that a lot of times, like I get really excited to share an article or a book chapter with, um, with different guys. It's like, oh, this, this was super helpful for me. And I'm trying, I'm trying this semester to do that a lot less and try like sticking with scripture a lot more. So then it's like meditating on more verses, I
1: guess.
0: What about you? Or did you answer that part earlier?
2: I think like the asking God for help more like
1: specifically
2: in focus. I think that's
1: a big one. I feel like I am great at not focusing
0: at anything. I was with a guy and I was like trying to trying to show him some stuff to help with like setup. He, he kept on getting sidetracked. It's like instead of a squirrel, it was drum. Drum, let me play the drums. And... Easy to get sidetracked.
2: Yeah, and I think that happens on like little things and also like big things. Like, oh, like this is like a cool new yeah. thing to pour my time into. Yeah, yeah. The, what I'm seeking most is opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, in your in your groups, like stay stay in those uh, same groups, um, but for the next couple minutes, like. Keep doing that same thing of like trying to practice God's presence, Um, but look at the applications. There's a bunch of bullet points to give you some ideas. You can choose one of those or create your own, but um, choose one right at the bottom and share share with the people that you were talking with what you want your your main next step from this workshop to be. And after that, we'll do Q&A. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, people got quiet.
1: Like I've tried to try of entrepreneurship. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think um, it's been helpful, uh, and also like I've changed my like like my own lock screen to be like, like,
2: like rotating uh, like exits versus. It's, oh man. Like, it's nice. Nice. I, like I look at it I'm like oh cool, oh, okay. yeah, I, I think doing a better job is, like you know. Like,
0: it's hard because, like, you want something like that to just be a, the magic bullet that fixes it all. I tried putting sticky notes everywhere in my uh, in my house when I was a student. It's so, like they said, are you awake? Like, are you awake to God's presence? And it was helpful for maybe a day or two, and then I stopped noticing them. It's like you don't notice the wallpaper. From the-
1: I do think, like, a mantra would be uh, so like, the, I also think, like,
2: the, the seeing double, I don't know, I don't think I've heard not.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's, like, easy to see people, like, either, in, like, if they're not fat, you see them
2: as they are, and if they're fat, you see them as, like, what they could It's often easy, like, it's hard for me to, like,
1: See them as a realistic. God, um, like
0: yeah. What do you think is your main next one?
1: I think it's like.
2: I like the visualized God walking. Um, I've been doing that when I eat meals alone, too. I like, like, oh, like, like, I'm, like, same thing as meeting with someone who's like, God's sitting right there, like, I'm sitting here with my little bowl. Like, um,
0: yeah. I tried, uh, I was jogging and going through my verses, and I tried, like, imagining Jesus testing me on my verses. It's like, I'd get it right, and you like, good job. Or I'd get it right, and you like, oh, I love that one. It's like, of course you do. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Like you're, he's like
1: never out of it. Yeah. Or I think, yeah, I think the visual got the visualized. Got
0: awkward. <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna uh we're gonna shift gears. Um, as we're doing Q and i am I'm gonna hand around this little baggie, and the baggie has these teeny, teeny, tiny pine cone keychains um, take one if you want, you don't have to, but, um, I put one, I put one on my backpack on a zipper. Um, and the idea is that I'm hoping that it's a visual reminder to work on practicing God's presence and especially kind of seeing double, like seeing, um, seeing people how God yearns to make them. Um, and hopefully like maybe it'll do that for you as you see it on your backpack or keychain or wherever you put it, and since there's a bunch of you, maybe you'll see it on your friends' backpacks, and that'll be a further reminder. Um, there's four colors. There's dark brown, goldish, uh, silver, and and like some other kind of gold. I don't I don't know colors, um, but uh, while while you're getting that, uh, let's do some Q and A. Like, did you guys? Have any questions?
2: Uh, so, like the idea of constantly like being talking to God is it is it more constantly talking to God throughout your day or just acknowledging things?
1: Or is it a combination of, all
0: of like Let's say combination. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I think figure out maybe if if you want to hone one more over the other.
3: Yeah. So I've heard this
0: hear Um, it's like maybe maybe it's less about him giving you a specific answer and more just including him in the decision. Uh, like when my wife asks if um. The dress that she's chosen for a wedding looks good. There's not really a decision to make there serious thing yeah. um, there's been a lot of stuff where I like would go to God asking a question and like maybe it took an hour in prayer to get more of a sense that I had an answer. Um, like part of it might be that. You're trying to, to microwave something that needs to take longer. Um, it could be that maybe it's something that God's already answered in Scripture, and so instead of relying on um, maybe the more subjective part, like He wants you to just do what you've already been told. Um, there's a verse on that. It's, it's in Psalm 50 or 55. It's, uh, I will hasten and not delay, um, to obey you, I will hasten. Is that how it goes, Jeremy? Do you know that one? Okay. Well, it's like there's a notion that uh, delayed obedience is sin. Um, I heard this really good message from Neil where he had six decision-making filters. It was um, God's will, like as revealed in His Word, should be your first filter, and then your commitments. Because God won't tend to ask you to break a commitment because He takes commitments really seriously. God's glory. Um your future, considering like what, what's gonna have the life that you want, and then wise counsel, getting input from others. And then the very last one was more God's promptings. And um, God's promptings will never conflict with his word. Um yeah, I guess if you're not if you're not getting like a sense from God, like the peace from God is what a lot of people call it. I think a lot of times when people say, Oh, I have a peace from God, that's just, that's just them kind of rubber stamping whatever they want to do and putting Christianese on it. Um, but if you're not, if like you are genuinely asking for a peace from God or a clarity from God on something and He's not providing it, um, it could be that like there's some reason that He wants you to like, um, not have clarity yet. Like we've been, we've been in a pastor search for a long time in our church. And you know, maybe, maybe God just wants us to get that training longer. Um, oh, there was, I don't remember what book, but I read the, uh, oh, Andy, Andy Stanley. He says, pray, um, pray, uh, God, um, use it, uh, use this until you remove it or something like that. If it's unpleasant or if, 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 if you're like wanting a clear, clear decision, like God can work in the decision-making process because it's, I mean, obviously it's got you going to him, asking him for help. It's like, would you be just as dependent on him if he gave you the quick answer? let me say the six again? The six were um, God's will, your commitments, um, God's glory, your future, wise counsel, and God's promptings. Uh, That's something that, I, I don't know, so I, I I like liked that sermon so much that I put his six points on a verse card. On the front it says decision making filters, and on the back it had those six points. And that's been just a helpful framework for me. Like if you guys are willing to memorize verses, like that should be the priority. But like occasionally you may run into a sermon that is so good and so helpful that you're like, this may be worth memorizing. You don't. I usually do a scripture memory workshop. You don't just have to memorize scripture. There's other good things that are worth committing to memory.
1: Any other questions?
0: The little bag is still going around, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. I guess as we're doing like the checkmarks of like the presence of doing the presence of God while like you're conversating. I feel like there's like only two ways that I can think of. So maybe, maybe if you can do more, but like I was like, Oh, I don't know what they need me to either say or if I just need to listen, so I was like closer to guide what I need to say, but then also like within some of the conversations like they were saying when something need and I was like, oh, okay, no, like, like, pray that um, you can work that out and try to do that situation. Other than that, like, what are other ways, like, because I, I feel like it's pretty hard in, just to pay attention to that conversation sometimes, but then also, yeah. if like, you have that presence as you're walking through life, what are other ways I guess,
0: that you can? Like, me and you were talking for a good chunk of it, and while we were talking, I think I prayed for Matthew Sai and maybe one other person. Um, Something that we talk about, especially for the welcome back events at the start of the year, is like be engaged in a conversation, but also kind of like have it on your radar that there may be new people showing up um, that you, like you don't want them to like come and nobody greet them and then leave. It's like uh, yeah, not getting tunnel vision, but being open to God asking you to like go connect with somebody else or it's not always an event, but maybe. Um, maybe there's a need you can meet that you notice out of the corner of your eye. It's like uh, we, were, me and Jeremy and Aaron were at the airport one time, and we were all exhausted. It had been a long trip, and Jeremy still like noticed two different people having a ton of trouble with their luggage and went over and helped like these little old ladies cross um, like get their luggage down the curb and across a couple lanes of traffic. It's like that could be, I guess, another alternative. Um, I know, I know in one of the books he encourages people to just like, say the name of God, like reminding yourself that God is here. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. We have, I think, like, we have five minutes left. Why don't we just take three and have you guys get out early? But is there three minutes worth of questions left? If not, I'm gonna ask for feedback. Maybe one more question, i will ask for feedback. Okay, Chris.
3: These are not going like, so well, Like how do you practice things I that? At least for me, gratitude has been for me, to you my perspective on like, myself, is there any other tips, or how do you practice things
0: I think thanking God for whatever you're going through or, like, thanking him for being with you in it can make the situation less miserable. Um, When my wife and I had, um, when we had a miscarriage, like, I remember really consciously just trying to continue thanking God. And it helped to, like, oddly enough, I think it maybe made it easier uh, to be sure that God was there in the hard stuff. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times during suffering, we're much more aware of, of God's presence. Maybe it's, it's harder in the good things. Do you have another question, Justin?
2: Kind of going on top of that, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure all of us have moments where like, I just don't want to talk to God. I don't want to do the right thing. I don't want to right like, In those moments, how would you recommend it?
0: praying God changed my heart. Uh, I think um, there have been times where it's like I just chose to confess sin quickly, like praying, like, God, I'm going to confess this even though I don't want to. Like, it would be much more fun to continue kind of my thoughts in this direction. But sometimes, like, the act of confessing that sin to God helped short-circuit, like, the thought trajectory that I had been on. Um, real quick, uh, this is the first day that I've done this workshop at, um, I wanted like a couple of feedback points. Like what did you enjoy about this? Is there anything you would change? Yeah. You liked kind of how it was kind of boom, boom, boom.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. I'm nervous about that.
3: To keep your gadgets going. Whether it be like the <laughs> yeah. so, so like it is written or whatever, like the sword before right? Or this, I think those are always really helpful.
2: Okay. Visual aids.
3: I like how you play. uh I think just like the low minus In fact I even have a piece of paper that I can put at the verses. I know I struggle with one of the last ones like writing down all the verses. Um, but then also the book suggestions that apply to this. And then the fact that we have this too, I know it's like something small, but like the little of acorn. Just be able to. This is the way you set it up is to make sure that we remember this. And even with activities, it's like, okay, well, I don't remember one.
0: Did everybody get a keychain? Okay. I think it's. We need to head to dinner. If you want to, if you are willing to give me more feedback, um, especially like constructive stuff, I'd love to hear it. Love to walk with you. But thank you, guys.
1: Thank Thank you.